0: What is up? Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Actually, it's more of a synthetic Friday. Welcome to pre-market prep. <laughs> Do we have? We got some things to talk about, guys. We got some things. Um, obviously, we're gonna lead the show today with the latest chapter in the Elon Musk Twitter saga. There's a lot to digest here. If you're just waking up or just calling, calling out of bed or whatever, uh, Elon Musk. Filed with the SEC, he has made an unsolicited takeover offer for Twitter to take it private. Uh, we'll break it down for you here. We got to talk some earnings as well. Banks are in focus. Rite Aid, UNH. Uh, we'll take questions from our chat. Two guests today: Mark Chakin and Peter Tuckman. So a lot to get to. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big day. Just in terms of the news. Uh, on, on the news front it's gonna be a big day so do me a solid smash that like button oh and a reminder before i throw a roll on intro is we are a month away exactly from the FinTwit conference in vegas check out the link in the description price is going up tomorrow and i won't be here to remind you price is going up tomorrow get your price now check it out let's roll that intro here we go <laughs> All right, we got the whole gang here. Let's bring up Joel's charts quickly so we can actually get to the the
1: interesting news of the day, Joel. Let's see those charts. All right, uh, we're down six and a quarter, 44.36. Interesting day here to end the week. I, um, I, don't, I don't see your charts. I don't see your I charts. Did, I, I hit share. Oh, nice. it still says share up here. Yeah, it's fun to share. Uh, so. Yeah, we're it's interesting. We got some good levels on the upside and downside that uh, like I said to end the week. Uh we have crude down a $1. buck 22, 10304 after just a huge rally over the last couple of days. Uh gold in the red slightly 210 198260. Silver, that loses 26, down 21 and a half cents at 2582. Bitcoin back over 40, down a couple hundred bucks. 205 at 40,915. Ethereum futures, they're down 17 bucks at 3072. So Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. That, I, that has to be the lead for the show. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So if you missed it, uh what time date of this filing hit? I'll actually show it to you in the pro. 611 a.m. Eastern time. I found it just by searching for Elon Musk in my Benzinger profiling news feed. And there it is. We have an amended uh, form 13 D you have to kind of scroll a little bit within the filing itself. And here we go. Elon Musk, the reported person delivered a letter to the issuer, meaning Twitter, uh, which contained a non-binding proposal to acquire all of the outstanding common stock, uh, for $54.20 per share. Let me keep going here. So I'm going to keep scrolling uh, past all this and I'm going to get right to the bottom which is Elon's little letter here. This is what I want to read, where he's addressing Brett Taylor, who's the chairman of the Twitter board. Uh, Chairman of the board, I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe, and I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form, Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. As a result, I'm offering to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share in cash, a 54% premium over the day before I began investing in Twitter, side note that was at the end of January, and a 38% premium over the day before my investment was publicly announced. My offer, and th- this is the key, I think. My offer is my best and final offer, and if it is not accepted, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. Wow, one Musk. Twitter strong has, letter. Strong, strong words. Twitter has confirmed receipt of the letter, and, uh, we'll, and that's it. That's what we got. <laughs>
2: look at this stock a couple of thoughts one is i like the idea of having you know elon musk involved in the company the problem is if you takes it the private then shareholders get the 5420 and that's it and that's then it. i think there is potential that musk could turn this company around but now you're not going to be able to participate in that so that makes me not like it as much and i was saying this earlier on twitter when it was 5070 i mean really the upside here is 5420. The downside, if he's his final offer and the board rejects it, which I believe they will, um, and he all of a sudden reconsiders his position, starts selling his stock or sells his stock, the downside brings you back under 40. So you gotta look at it a risk reward. When this thing was trading 53.99 this morning, the algos are just stupid. At 51 when I treat I tweeted when it was fifty seventy, and I was tweeting that. I don't think the risk-reward's even there at 50.70 anymore. Now it's 49. As the price comes down, the risk-reward starts to skew the other way again. But it's got to come significantly lower than this because, one, I don't think the board will accept it. And if he starts to sell his stock or moves away from this, this thing's back under 40. So it's all risk-reward. Now it's a binary um an option really at this point in time. It's gonna, you know, Elon Musk can take a private or he's not gonna. I mean you could say, oh maybe there's somebody else sniffing around, but I don't think anybody else is sniffing around for Twitter. I don't think there's somebody else coming okay. to buy this company. So I think it's like 5420, take it or leave it. I don't think the board takes um, it um I well makes first me of all, scared to buy it. You're a uh, shareholder, Joel. Give yeah, us your thoughts. I,
1: I was licking my chops this morning when I saw that news man. I was like Get me anything up. that no no i didn't no i didn't and i was i was one. i thought i was gonna take anything over 52 i mean i uh this morning and uh but here's the thing there's only one potential flaw in in what you said um this might not be his final offer
2: that that's true that's yeah. true
1: so <laughs> so that you know just the way things are it's so convoluted and everything, because they're not going to take that they're not no, going to take. So. 50 well, we
2: don't know 20. anything, but I. I, I, I don't know exactly anything. Accept it,
1: but I. I and uh, he's going to be, and he's kind of in a pickle now because, I uh, if you know, if he attempts to sell the stock, whatever. I mean, I don't. You know, it took him a long time to accumulate it. Who knows? But
2: not that easy. nine percent of a company. Yeah, open market. It, it,
1: Yeah, not that easy at all. So, you know, I had the you know, the good piece I got off of fifty five. I was hoping for fifty five again on the on the other piece. I'm now you know in the in the 52 53 yeah but now i, I it's it's so convoluted i almost just want to just like be at the market and out and done with this thing but uh we'll see it's like why someone took it up to 54 this morning high the move 54 57 that's the algo if, you, if I, is, I can go
2: grab the tape but they just oh, read 5420 they're so simplistic some of them and crazy. so dumb some of them it, um, that they just read 54.20 and they just blasted up to that price. I, I mean, I didn't go look at the tape to see, but I'm looking at that opening candle. That's what appears to have happened. Yeah. So, I right. mean, you've got to, like, this is where the human being still has a place where they can beat the algos, is an analysis like this. And you're just like thinking about it, you're like, well, the odds of the board accepting this are fairly low. The downside is now significant at 53.99, very significant. And the upside's 20 cents. I mean, it's a screaming sell. Sure, You know, it's a screaming sell, 53.99. Some people are asking about trade. I did not trade at all here this morning. I haven't had a position on Twitter, so I can freely talk about it. Um, You know, as it gets up and it gets higher, 51.52, the, the, the only good scenario, the only possible, like really, you know, good scenario is if, if he does increase his offer, and then you could be above 54.20, but I don't right. think that's happening. My personal thoughts, how I think it's going to go down, just my thoughts, my board rejects it. I think he doesn't raise his offer and he starts selling the stock. And then all of a sudden, yeah, when that news comes public, the stock could eventually could quickly be back under $40. So it's hard to justify coming in. I liked it as I was saying I liked it at 45. I actually liked it better when Musk was just involved, not when he's trying to take a private because you're capping my upside. When Musk is involved. I'm like, okay, well, now you're not counting my upside because I can still own the shares, but you take a private, you take the shares away from 54.20, you unlock all this value for yourself, but the shareholders still only got 54.20. So I just don't see a hell of a lot of upside to buy this thing above fifty dollars.
1: Look, one minute, Dennis. They took it up there in one minute in the first That's bracket. One yeah, they probably took it in the share. first
2: bracket. I could probably find it, you know, if I'm.
1: It's what, what time like, was it
2: at? I'll go look at the tape right now. Uh
1: it looks here's six o'clock. What when, was it really? Six o'clock? Uh well, I'll tell you when just, the bar yeah. was. The bar was at um look at the tape right now. Six
0: twelve.
2: Yeah, six eleven. Okay, so six oh five is trading happily at forty six dollars. That's I can tell you probably when it happens. And then boom, at six eleven twenty seven blast off into orbit forty nine. It actually went up fairly slowly seven seconds 50 <laughs> really? well 20 seconds later it's 52 <laughs> and all the way up 25 <laughs> seconds later 53.99 yep. and then literally after that then it starts to just collapse so it goes up to, all the way to 53.99 and then it quickly falls down to 51 and 9 51. 97, 52 51. so it was up there there was this total of not a lot of shares trade at 53.99 no. 1200 uh, there was a multiple trades 1, 900, a few thousand shares trade up there at the high 5399. They're insane. And they're down money and it's deserved. I mean, you gotta think. So and I think the most part, I think this is probably mostly algorithms.
1: And uh yeah, 14 uh 14 million have changed hands. So I, I think Yeah, already this morning. Yeah, I think this like the, the big the big share are saying, man, this is a little gift. Got down to forty-four. They're saying just get me out at fifty. And there you go. And trade at 48. I mean, I, I just saw I dropped a buck. I'm like, I you know, I hope it opens at fifty. And I was just watching a little bit ago. I dropped a buck. So
2: you got a wild card here. You got options expiration. So throw your order out there. You never know what happens. We we have an early. This is the first time this might be a good segue away from Twitter, but I've never, I can't remember the last time I saw an options expiration on 14. Obviously, it can only fall between the 15th and the 21st, but just so happens Good Friday falls on the 15th, the early possible day, the earliest possible day for an option expiration, so they bump it up to the 14th. I can't remember the last time we saw an options expiration this early, so it might surprise a few people too, but you will see some big orders out there. You will see some major movement. Options players are going to be jockeying their stock in options positions against the stock, so throw your order out there. You never know what happens.
0: Um, there's a lot more to, to, to digest here. The the, the one thing I'll add with regards to Elon and Twitter, I know we can move on and it's almost 815 anyway, um, is he said that if, if they don't take it, he would sell. Now, if you take him at his word, remember it took him two months to accumulate this position of yeah. whatever, nine and a half percent of the yeah. company, right? Yeah. Um, it, and, and, and he, and he has an active stake, which means if he starts selling, he has to disclose that right and and so my question is is it even possible for elon musk to sell some twitter shares without word of that leaking before the filing even hits i i I, yeah because we
2: see him at the first filing we see him start dumping everybody i'm saying
0: i'm saying before the filing i'm saying is it even possible for 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 you know, either Elon or like his bankers or whoever doing the trading for him to not leak word of that, or for the street You'd to not recognize, so. whoa, we've got a big seller here in Twitter, right? I mean, because it's nine percent, it's a lot, it's nine percent of the company, right? It's it's a lot of shares. It took him two months to buy them all. How how fast can he possibly sell them all without? tipping everyone off right so and once that gets out then then it then it's then it's over right? oh yeah anyway. that is so
2: once you see him start dumping stock it's over it'll be right. down so i mean again it's just risk reward here at 48 it's it's you know it's a little bit better than 51 or 52 or 53 but i'm still looking at it thinking i'm leaning to the side where it's not he's not going to raise his offer and they're not going to accept and it's going to go back under 40. i mean what happens when the board publicly rejects this in a couple of days which is probably going to happen. Are we going to tank it right to 40, or do they hold it on and say, well, maybe he'll up the offer? I don't know. Like, it's going to go down on it, but I'd imagine, I think the board is going to publicly reject this. So I'd ring the register if I was long Twitter, even at forty eight seventy two. That's I just so my too. opinion.
0: I, I think I think they I think we all agree that we think they will reject it. Um, what now? Now, do you agree with Elon? Do you believe Elon that it's his final offer? No, that's, uh, whole, that's a whole who separate knows, thing that we don't know. Obviously, but um, I love
2: the fifty four twenty two. Like he puts in the four twenty. He's such just toys with the market, man. Oh, yeah, he throws in the 420 as well. That's hilarious. I didn't even catch that. A lot of people caught it, but I didn't catch how Joe Kernan said it on Squad. I was like, oh, it is.
0: 5420. Is he threw that in there, too. My buddy just texted me. Holy this, Musk. This is like, if those of you that watch like Succession, this is like a real life plot of Succession just playing out in front of our faces in real time. Yes, in, in real life. All right. Uh, well, let's get Mark Chaykin's thoughts on all of this. Yeah. I imagine he has some opinions. Mark Chaykin is, of course, the founder of Chaykin Analytics, the creator of the uh, Chaykin Power Gauge, Chaykin Money Flow, Chaykin Oscillator. Joins us every other week to uh, give us his take on things. And uh, Mark, good morning. Good
3: morning. good morning. good
0: morning. What do you think of all this?
4: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whatever.
3: Well, I think this is a very expensive purchase for Elon Musk. He does not have cash lying around. So unless someone's going to give him a margin loan on his Tesla shares, he's got to sell and pay big taxes. That's so what I thought, too. I, I,
2: think that they, I think that they would loan him against the shares. I do.
3: He's already got some uh, lo- personal loans against the shares. So he may not be. And there may be some covenants within uh, Tesla that uh, don't permit him to leverage you know, to borrow against more than X percent. So my guess is he'd have to sell stock. And so the question is, does he want to lighten up his position in Tesla to take on the sphere? I don't know.
2: I think it's a real, like, do you think he's just toying with the markets here or he really wants to, like, he really wants this?
3: Uh, I don't think anybody knows the mind of Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a he, good
2: answer, Mark.
3: <laughs> he's the richest man in the world. He likes to play games. Uh, he's having fun. Uh, you know, and he yeah. he wants him to put his tweets in bigger type. I mean, this is silly. This is uh, like a man child, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just saying it's my ball. So,
0: yeah, I mean, there's a chance we look back at the end of the year and be like, oh yeah, remember that whole. Twitter Elon Musk saga. It lasted a whole whopping two weeks, and that was that.
3: <laughs> yeah, just- I just I think the watchword is it's expensive for him to buy this because he's got to pay all the taxes for any Tesla stock he sells, and at some point, it you know they're talking about it not being a big piece of his net worth, but the whole company is.
0: Well, forty three billion dollars, and he's worth seven hundred billion. So it is. It's not nothing, but what is? Is he worth seven hundred billion? Something like that. It's some ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, we haven't even gotten to like anything else this morning. Uh, but uh, Mark, I, I guess I just want to get your take on the overall market here. We had a, a bit of a—I don't want to—I don't want to call it a relief rally yesterday, but we did close green more or less across the board. What is just your take on, on on this market right now?
3: Well, again, as we did about three weeks ago, we we got everything in place for an oversold rally, but. Um, with the McClellan, uh, oscillator and the summation index reaching negative levels, advanced declines. Everything was prime for a rally, but we did toy with that 4,400 level. That's sort of my line in the sand. We, I think we closed three points below it and then we rallied above, but I'm watching that level very closely because if that breaks, uh, and I wouldn't take today's action very seriously because it's pre-holiday. But uh, then it tells you that all we're getting are these reflex rallies and, um, you know, the downtrend will continue.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. I, he's worth like $260 billion, not 700
3: Yeah, bad. so 45 so right. is so, a big, big yeah, deal. Yeah, that means yeah. selling a lot of his Tesla stock.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Mark, uh, have you... Can you ever remember an options expiration being on a Thursday on 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 the fourteenth of the month?
3: I have not. I'm sure it was the last time Good Friday uh, was the third yeah. Friday of the I month. Guess
0: that would make sense. Yeah. All right, I was just, just curious because you've 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 uh, been in this game for a while. Um, all right, so we know that you typically come on our show and you you you, you like the the cybersecurity names and you, but something you usually you, you can give us one or two new ones each time do you have any any new names that you haven't mentioned yet that you're watching
3: i'm looking in the energy sector and you it's see the there. usual suspects we mentioned yeah. eqt yeah. Uh, two weeks ago it's up yep. uh, 40% so that's a pretty big Great move call. for the um, substantial company i'm looking at ovv I'm looking for ones that have pulled back now. Oh,
0: I think that's a new one. I don't know if you no, mentioned
3: it. We, we mentioned it. Yeah, we, yeah. Looked at, we looked at the charts. Yeah. It's okay. pulled back a little bit. Uh, it's just got a great looking chart. Uh, I think right now with the energy stocks, you're looking at the charts more than the fundamentals. Because and then play,
0: and, and playing them how?
3: like Just playing them on the long side, buying the pullbacks. Uh, they're great trading vehicles. Um In the case of something like EQT, uh, you got just an incredible uh, hockey stick move that'll appeal to Dennis.
2: At at what point, like, I mean, this is an incredible move. This is one of the biggest moves for this company ever. At what point do you say, okay, maybe too much too fast?
3: Hmm. Are you doing mind reading tricks these (laughs) days, Dennis?
2: I'm just looking 25 to 41. and fantastic call by you, Mark, all over this. I'm just like... That's a big, that's like upset. Like you said, 70% in a month. That's a huge
3: move. My mentor, Stan Burge at Tucker Anthony back in the uh, 70s, uh, always said hockey sticks are a great opportunity to score some goals.
2: So you'd stick with it?
3: Uh, you look for an extension to to lighten up. No, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the fundamentals of the uh, energy space are going to be a year from now. We're all guessing. We're guessing that there's going to be, um, and and it's starting to happen, pipelines are going to get approved and drilling projects are going to get approved. There was a story in the uh, news wires today about more drilling projects got approval. So uh, we're going to see supply come on the market. If you believe the economists, the recession means lower demand. So I think right now, What's going on in the Ukraine and in Europe and the shortages in the gas and energy market that might evolve out of a Russian prolonged conflict make these stocks attractive from a momentum point of view, and the price of gas, you know, of oil going up makes them attractive from a fundamental point of view, but we don't know the demand side. So I'm viewing them as sort of long-term swing trades, but as Dennis points out, this is a big swing
0: outside of energy outside and i know you like cyber what what else are you are are you liking long side or even short side
3: um i'm not going short here i think there's more downside in the uh, kathy woods names but uh the chemicals have been a constant theme for me everything from um, fmc FMC. which helps the farmer to cortivo which is sort of grouped in chemicals because it used to be part of dupont but it's really a genetic uh, engineered seed company bunge makes some sense to me and some of the smaller names that will benefit from rising prices are on my radar screen but it's it's this basic let's go back i would not be i'd take i'd be taking money off the table in the defensives in utilities uh, consumer staples I think you've got to take some money off the table. They're way, way, way overextended. And,
0: and then do what with it? Nothing?
3: No energy. No, I I, like, I want to yeah. be in the market. I, okay. You okay. Know, there's risk down to 4,000. If we break 4,400, there's a risk of testing the lows at 4,114 on the S&P. But I want to be long in here because my overriding, um, what would you call it, pattern Uh, is that we make a significant low in 2022 based on the election year pattern. Uh, I think I pointed out, but if not, it's really key, 23 of the last 27 midterm election years have seen the market either in a bear market or coming out of a bear market. So we're playing right to form here, and I think the risk is in not being long. And uh, my favorite place to belong, if you're uh, taking the index route, I've mentioned is FCPI, the Fidelity yeah, um, Income uh, Inflation ETF. It's really doing its job. It's up more when the market goes up. It's down less when the market goes down. I think it's a great alternative to SPY for people who are looking for broad equity exposure Uh I think it gives you a really good risk reward and some participation in the inflation upside.
2: Great relative strength on that. Do you know what's in the ETF?
3: Yeah, I do. It's got a a traditional mix of energy and mining, but it also has Microsoft and Apple and their theory there is they've got pricing power. There you go. So yeah, and it's a nice balance. So it's not an all or nothing energy play. And um, I've, been in the stock about four months three to four months one of one of the quants on our team karina came up with it uh in a screen on etfs that were outperforming the s&p and it just it really looks good and there's not a lot of money in it there's only 300 million in it so it's yeah it's
2: fairly thin so you gotta work that exactly a little bit it's not hot money you've just got
3: to put in a limit order between the uh, bid and the offer you get filled every time yeah just don't chase it yeah, and, I mean, aerospace and defense, I'm a little skeptical. The, some of these names are having trouble gaining traction, but who knows what happens if and when we get some sort of resolution. Uh, you know, Germany's already giving an indication that they're maybe not so enthusiastic about increasing their defense budget. And Who knows what the debates in Congress are going to be. So although on a relative basis that's strong, I'm a little skeptical.
1: We're on the line with Mark Jakin of Chaikin Analytics. He joins the show every two weeks to give us his technical and fundamental outlook on the market. Uh Mark, I just want to touch on one subject with you here, the uh the financials. And uh you know this all plays into the whole inflation recession uh question here. What do you think? I mean, they, JP Morgan getting killed after the reports, high inflation, runaway inflation, leading to recession, then a depression.
3: Where are you? Where are you well, at? We're, not going, What's we're not going into a depression, Joel. That we can what know. about a
1: recession? I mean, it seems well, be, it, yeah. with three percent unemployment. I kind of find it hard to believe that we're going into recession, but like I'm the only person on Wall Street that doesn't think we're <laughs> we're not going
3: into a recession. Well, uh, I think if you look at the uh, subsectors or industry groups within financials, you get the picture pretty clearly. The banks, even the regional banks, have starting to get bearish ratings in the power gauge. So City has a bearish rating, PNC Corp. But the insurance stocks are doing well. So, what does that tell me? It tells me that people who benefit from higher rates but don't have exposure to the broad economy are doing well. That's oh, the insurance stock.
1: That is a great point.
3: The yeah. banks with exposure to the economy are not getting the benefit of the uh, spread, the interest rate uh, margin. So, I, you know, the, the banks, if you listen to Jamie Dimon, believe that there's risk ahead. And they're trading that way. So obviously the Wall Street believes them.
0: That's a great point. We should also mention that we had a number of big bank earnings this morning. We had Morgan, Morgan Stanley, we had a Goldman Sachs, we had a Wells Fargo. Uh, actually, let's start, let's go to that Wells Fargo report first. What was in that report? Holy, because that's moving. They're
2: gonna hit. It's gonna hit. It's
0: gonna hit way harder than the other ones. Goldman Sachs is uh, was up and then and then down, and Morgan yeah, was up and then down, and Wells was never really up. uh has gone straight down off their report. Let me take a look at closer Some of back. these
2: traditional bank charts, yeah. Goldman and Morgan have a lot of investment banking business, a little bit and different bond, but, and
3: bond trading.
2: Yes. So a so, little bit different, but you know, look at Wells and you know, look at JP Morgan, which I did buy some shares of recently, and you look at Citi and you're like, "Wow. This doesn't look <laughs> it looks like something's <laughs> up."
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, J uh, Wells Fargo is talking about a revenue drop. Uh at least JP oh. Morgan held the oh. revenue line. They didn't held a hold the bottom line because of the, the hit from Russia. But um, yeah, I mean, Wells Fargo does not have a big trading operation. So this is probably, whereas JP Morgan, as you know, still does. So yeah, Wells wow. Fargo is probably the purest big major bank.
0: The, the, that revenue, the quarterly revenue of $17.6 billion uh, down from almost $21 billion in the prior quarter and down from 18 and a half billion in the in the in the, the the year ago quarter so a pretty significant revenue drop for for Wells last quarter wow that's that's interesting um,
3: huh yeah i mean the, these charts on the banks do not give you a lot of encouragement to believe in in, in the economy but as i've said a couple of times on your show we're already in a bear market guys it's just if if all you're looking at is the S&P you don't see it but if you look at tech sector stay at home stocks anything to do with the lockdown well there, tax, there
0: there are certainly pockets of bear markets yes yeah i'm yes. calling
3: them rolling crashes so but, but the reason that's significant that is significant because if you thought that there was a big broad bear market coming but not that we hadn't had one yet then you'd be getting very defensive here. But if you thought that the only other shooter drop was the S&P, and you realize that now you've got some groups in the S&P that are holding it up, like utilities, uh, the defensives, energy, uh, you wouldn't be as cautious. So when you sort of did an eye roll when I said I, I didn't want to be out of the market, that's why I don't want to be out of the market. Because we've already seen a bear market in Nasdaq. What was the number? More than 50 percent of the stocks are down. Yeah, 50 percent from their high, and uh, you know, and in in the overheated pockets, yeah, EVs and SPACs, IPOs. We've already had a bear market. So
2: I mean, is that stuff coming back, or does that stuff stay in a bear market? Because it's not even like we're we're in a bear market, and all those stocks you just named, like all those sexy stocks that were stories running in 2020 have been in a bear market for the better part of eight, you know, going on 15, 16 months here. now really since they topped out in February, 2021, do you think it's time to start looking at some of these names?
3: Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I I own one of them long-term in in my own account, Doximity, which I think I've mentioned on the show because they've got the only uh, revenue model that uh, is profitable in the uh, tele- electronic medicine space, but yet they're down 50% from their high, and it, they've formed a beautiful base, but you know, periodically the stock rallies from 48 to 55, and then it gets back down to 48. Long term, I want to be in the stock. I don't want to be out of it, because I think uh, since they've been public, every quarter's been terrific. It's going on a year now, and they've made money for three years running, as opposed to companies like Teledocs, which has never made money. But if I look at that as the sort of poster child for broken down tech, I don't see it breaking out. I just want yeah. to be there.
0: All right. Mark Chaykin, uh Chakin Analytics. He's the founder, uh, creator of several uh, well-known uh, technical indicators. Uh, always a pleasure, Mark. Talk to you again in a couple
3: of weeks. Thank you. Oh, by the way, I did an interview with Meb Faber. Has he ever oh, been on your show? nice.
0: No, but I I would love to have him on the show. Yeah, he's great. Yeah,
3: I did a blog, uh, what do they call it, a podcast that yeah. uh, that dropped yesterday. No, so uh, you were on his podcast? Yeah, we I'll did check about it a, out. Uh, check 45 it out. minutes or an hour. And uh, if yeah. you're interested in my background, how I got into this nice. and, I'm, and I'm uh, what, what drives me. Particularly, talk about the top-down uh, industry-oriented approach that we nice. really love at Shaken.
0: Nice. All right. Have a good one, Mark. Yeah. Happy Mark. Easter Mark.
3: to those. Happy and, Easter to you. Happy yep. Passover. They okay. they yeah. coincide.
0: They do. Not, yeah. look, not looking
3: forward <laughs> for quite a to, while.
0: Not looking forward to, 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 to that one, but that's that's the way it goes. All right. Um, let's look <laughs> at these. Let's go through these banks here a little bit here. So we did Wells Fargo just a little bit there. Uh, I mentioned the revenue decline. Uh, that that, that seems that was. Pretty notable. Huge um,
2: support forty six. We'll just say yeah, that on, so yeah, on Wells. That's easy. your number. That's the number no. of the week. The number of the month. The number of the years. As Wells as Fargo does it bounce off there? It could. Um, it needs to hold that level though. Below forty six, I'd
1: be very nervous. I don't today. Uh, already down a buck sixty four. They, they pressed it to forty, just under forty six sixty. That that'd be a big move in it. There was one other intermediate, or just a, another. Um, higher low above that 46.35. If you're looking for a zone, uh,
0: Morgan also reported a revenue
1: decline uh year
0: over year. Um, but that chart looks very different, it's held up
2: well. I mean, and obviously, you no, know, that might work. I see, put it relative, it's still down 105, but I mean, you can go out a little bit farther. Morgan and Goldman. Have held up better than some of the traditional banks, which are making new 52-week lows. I guess some of the, I guess Goldman and Morgan is getting close to that as well. I mean, all the banks have been hit. They got a pop. Morgan got a pop, and it's starting to leak it too. It's like it's like Groundhog. It always feels like this, Joel. Every, and it doesn't even matter what he, you, know, what the overall stock market looks like. It Seems like when the banks pop on their earnings, they don't hold the gains. And I mean, this has been something we've talked about on this show, I feel like, for years. And it's the same story here so far. At least for Morgan, it's starting to leak. And Goldman was up even more. It's still yeah. up, but starting to leak a little bit too. Hard to chase banks on earnings.
1: Yeah, and it, it's hard when you know when they start to leak like that because you do get people stuck, you know, at higher levels. Um, keeping an eye on the pre-market high. Where'd we get to like eighty? Well, eighty-six, eighty-eight at your pre-market high. You bucked up, buck fifty. You could still make a run there. Uh, I think what you really have to pay attention to today, though, is well, right? It's right there too. Look at I, I look at eighty. I give a hard look at eighty-six here. Uh, your highs from Tuesday, uh, Monday and Tuesday, five eighty-two, five ninety-eight. It might even uh, might even struggle there. So I keep an eye on eighty-six starting out.
0: Um, that's basically it for the big banks. We have we have Bank America on Monday, but uh, between the three this morning and J.P. Morgan uh, yesterday. That's more or less it. We we can do like a uh, how's State Street doing today? Yeah, it's quiet. It's been, a lot.
2: Of, yeah, there's a few regionals up. that reported State yeah, Street had uh, B, um, yeah, PNC, we had um, USB, we had, we had Ally,
0: PNC. Yeah, yeah, we had a couple. But let, let's go to let's go away from the banks here. Let's go to like a Rite Aid, R A D, which uh, is up. Uh, was near the top of my gainers. It's still near the top of my gainers here this morning on, on my, my Movers tool in Benzinga Pro. It's up 14% on their report. Uh, well, well, it looks like
2: Deutsche Bank bottom ticked this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was talking about that. Yeah yep uh, uh
2: again i don't like the company i haven't right. liked it since like forever so i'm not going to get off the bear train on right eight. i think rallies are to be sold i think gives you another opportunity i think eventually they could be right i've been bearish the stock for years though I, and yeah. i'm going to give myself you know like tw- from 10 to you know in 2020 i was bearish at a 10 it went to 30 after that so i mean it's come all the way back down but I That's just think bearish the stock because you know, well, it was a $160 stock or $170 stock back in 2015. It's been the right side to be bearish the stock. Uh,
0: yeah, the earnings uh, down year over year, the sales uh, came in above estimates. The guidance that they gave was better than estimated. Uh, the comment that Dennis made about Deutsche Bank is referring to a note uh, from Deutsche Bank last week where yeah. they said they see potential dramatic a potential dramatic negative inflection point for right aid um anyway the report the initial reaction to this report is positive that's not to say it'll, it'll, it'll stay that way but
1: interesting area right here for you right aid Traders you have uh you have a trio of highs right here at the 880 this is called 880 I keep an eye on that above it 922 but Oh, no. It seems like uh, some pretty big orders, sell orders are coming in when it gets near 880 for right eight. And who was the, oh, I just was thinking, you know, these downgrades to sell, right? We got one uh, last week in the hood, right? From uh, from Goldman Sachs. What day was that on? Did they bottom tick that too? Good question.
2: These sell ratings coming out and bottom ticking it. Yep. I actually on hood, I could get talked in the hood here um i'm not buying a heck of a lot i did buy some more disney yesterday it's the only thing i did buy just this 130 level and just because i'm sitting with so much cash that you know i'm looking and thinking "Ah, that's that support i can get talked in the hood i i don't i mean it's still not cheap they don't make money but i just think with their customer base that they could be a target for a takeout some like i'm not saying it's gonna happen and maybe it continues to fall they go down like five bucks gets taken out at eight. So, you know, it's hard to buy a stock just because it's a target, but it's way oversold. Um, the valuations, you know, you can't, it's hard to even do it when they're losing money as fast as they're losing money, but they got a lot of customers and they got a little, you know, so I, I, I think I, that I they could eventually be a target. I could get talked in hood.
0: Wait, I think hood just announced. Yeah. Their date and earnings report date is going to be the 28th, two weeks from today, actually. Um, I don't know about this. They just launched crypto wallets last week, and if, if you think about what that what that really means for for Robinhood as a company, it means that as a Robinhood user, you you're allowed you'll be able to transfer your crypto uh, holdings in and out of Robinhood as you see fit. Um, now, a company like Robinhood makes money in two ways, right? They make money. Well, I guess three ways, but. Uh, some people pay pay Robinhood for you know more features, but most of the money comes from payment for order flow, and also the interest on the cash that they're holding, right? The AUM or, or the assets that, that they're holding. Um, if people are allowed to freely just transfer their crypto holdings out of Robinhood on, onto their own wallets, that can't be good for Robinhood's AUM. I I, I have to think. So what? New um, New to that you know,
1: as far as the takeover, you know, speculation and stuff. What do we know the average account size at at Robinhood? At Robinhood, yeah. Oh, gosh, I they've
0: said I don't know, I don't know. That's a lot
1: of stuff to bring onto your system. To you know, I I mean, it is the customers, and there probably are some bigger customers, but um, I don't know, know. just that's it. That's just a comment on that. Um, also the house and mouse chart. Uh, looks interesting here, just hey. like from uh, one, two, three, four, five, six days of consolidation here, yeah. uh, after holding 130. So, you know, you have the low of the move, but uh, I mean, the highs are not exact in the same place. But if this gets over 133 and change and holds, it gets a little bit interesting. The overall market, the tape's not helping it today, so I keep an eye on that 133 area, trading up 69 cents only on ten thousand shares.
2: this is a stock that it's not expensive but if we do go into recession i will lose some money on this i'm just i've stuck this in the long-term account with thinking i'm holding disney for a long time i wanted it for a long time i talked about it even when it was like 150 160 and then went to 200 and you know obviously i pulled the trigger and bought a little piece of 160 but i only bought a half size position so i'm, I'm to a full size position now in disney so I think if you've got like a 10-year time horizon here, we can go through a recession and eventually we're going to make some money on this. But, I mean, short term, am I going to get it cheaper? If we go into a recession, you will. I don't know if we're going to or not. I think we're going to. But, again, it's all positioning. So if I was sitting with 90% stocks right now, 10% cash, I wouldn't be buying Disney. But I'm like looking at, okay, well, let's say my scenario is wrong. We don't go into a recession. Oh, a little bit, you know, maybe I want to, you know, go into a stock that actually is going to benefit from not going into a recession, which would be Disney. Hedging myself a little bit.
0: Uh, Will Alton says he looked up the Joel's Robin Hood questions. $3,500 is what they say their average account size is. So um, pretty Small. small. Yep. There is all those accounts, though. And I was just
2: looking, and it's got like an $11 billion market cap. It is not an expensive, like, I mean, from, you know, it's expensive relative, but, you know, when you think about for somebody to come and swallow up a $10 billion market cap if they really just wanted all those accounts.
0: Someone get Elon on the phone right now. Someone call Elon. He can do it. You know I could do this easily. Forget
2: Twitter. Forget the checkbook. Don't you think like a Forget Schwab Twitter. or somebody eventually, if this gets low enough, just comes. Not up? Schwab. No way. Who? Who? Yeah, but don't you think I, somebody, the reason
1: Schwab? Why no wouldn't way. Schwab do it? Because they're there's old guard, man. They're old guard Wall Street. They don't want to have anything to do with with meme stocks. Okay, I it someone may buy it, but it won't be Schwab.
2: Uh, I, I think it down here and it and again it could go lower but i think at a certain point in time it does become a target when it was 30 billion dollar market True. cap absolutely Match. not 10 billion dollar market cap on this thing it's starting to get to a point where you can get to, i could get talked into it I don't know who
1: it would be, but it would I just true. said Elon Musk. Come on. 1420 uh, <laughs> uh, on <laughs> Seriously. 1420. No <laughs> one is 1420.
2: Yeah, That's good. <laughs> 420. That All
0: right. Uh what else was on my list here? Um, uh, we mentioned uh, briefly uh, a rating or two. There is an interesting upgrade this morning, uh an upgrade we haven't seen in quite some time. Uh IBM. It's getting an upgrade to overweight uh, from Morgan Stanley. They're going from neutral to overweight. Um, First upgrade of any kind. uh, I'll show you uh, in in the pro. First upgrade of any kind to IBM since July of last year. And the first upgrade to overweight slash buy of any kind in almost two years. July of 2020 uh, was the last time that uh, we had an upgrade to buy in in IBM the if you're wondering when Morgan Stanley uh first downgraded this stock if you, you look wondering you know what the analyst history is uh the downgrade happened in da, 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 right here January of 2020 they went down to neutral nice so, so here we are a little over 2 years later they're going back up to overweight
2: um so interesting that they're calling it they upgrade it And they said it's a place to hide amid macro uncertainty. So they're calling it a defensive play, which it is. They're absolutely right. The stock holds up well. It's got a 5.11% dividend. It's a cash cow. So I get that. And I think, you know, media is going to talk about it today. I wouldn't be fading it. Like normally, you know, I'm like, oh, up two bucks. IBM, you probably just fade and make money. But it's been sleepy for so long. Does this get a spark kickstarted a bit? It could, and the story is the correct story because people are looking for places to hide amid macro uncertainty. So, I think it could. Uh, I think it could kick it. I don't know if I'm necessarily chasing it, but you're on options expiration. If it, you know for whatever reason we gave, able to get in the 127s, it, it, it could it has room to 133, 134. You're not going to make a bazillion dollars on this, but it's got the potential to move a bit on it.
1: Uh and there's a couple interesting things here. Uh just technically here, if you look at the upper right chart on a daily, that kind of looks like a little bit of a head and shoulders top, right? Left shoulder, right shoulder. So I don't know. This thing just is so range bound. Uh that spike up over 129 and a half. That that was that's your first target. Let's see if we can what is that? 120 12980. So, you know, if you're bullish to think they're going to run it here, they'll get it up over there, get it up over 130. Uh, That 129.80 coincides with another daily high, 129.52. So, I think if they're really going to jam this thing today, they're going to get it up early and they're going to get it. They're going to take out that pre market high. If not, a little bit of a a fade trade would maybe be the call. The top of yesterday's range, 126.67. If the market melts down, there's, you know, actually there was a double top there at 127. So if you're looking to pick it up on the cheap, maybe look at the 127 area based on where it's trading right now. I'm
0: going through the rest of the ratings in pro. I don't see anything that's super interesting uh, today. Telsey uh, is downgrading Bed Bath, and uh, Delta Airlines has an upgrade. Those are both after their earnings reports from
1: yesterday um that bed bath. how about delta kickstarting everything yesterday dennis uh, started the
2: reopening trade for sure he said yeah. a lot of bullish things yep. it's tried to give it back but then it held up so that's the good news i still think i just don't want to own airlines right now right? and again you know short term it's getting a lift because they were saying it's the highest bookings they've seen ever I mean, so that's all good news. I just don't know if this going to be follow through if we start to get ugly here. So that's why I'm more inclined to ring the register on Delta.
1: Uh, interesting that uh, the pre-market action yesterday got it right up to this 41.50 area. I never saw that during the regular session. And now on the upgrade on pretty good volume, they're right back up at this area. So you know, keep an eye on yesterday's high. Um, and then I don't know how super excited you can get. Uh, a test of 42 would be interesting. Couldn't quite get there. You have one daily high at 42, another daily high. Well, that's quite a bit above it. So let's keep an eye on yesterday's high, see if it can bust through 42. And uh, we're continuing to leak here, uh, trading on the lows of the pre-market session. So we've given up back those gains and now trading in the red.
0: Paul Amos in the chat just asked, "Is something wrong with the likes counter? That can't be right." Paul, there's nothing wrong with it. Just no one has liked the show today. I liked it. it the first these, thing I did when I entered these 300, the show. Only three
1: hundred likes. Let's get to a thousand. I I, I, 1, I never, I never oh, look, look at do you, who looks at that. Besides you guys. Well, I have. It up the, oh, up. I know. It's good for the up. Google algorithms, right? Yes. Joel, we are slaves to the algo. This is how we get
0: paid by these likes. We are slaves to the algo. Really? That's how. That's how the algorithm rules our lives. The algorithm of of Google, the algorithm of YouTube, the algorithms of Facebook rule our lives for everything. The algorithms rule our lives. Yes, they do. All right, we're
2: ruled by algorithms.
0: Let's do some ticker time uh, with the last ten minutes here, Uh, and just a programming note. Peter Tuckman texted me about a half hour ago. He did have to cancel today, so we'll hear from Peter next week um unfortunately not today if you have tickers for us though we got 10 minutes left in the show so uh ba-ba-ba-bum. i got a ticker first yeah I'm, I'm gonna start you with dwac
2: d-w-a-c oh
0: the inverse correlation is still yeah. strong.
2: think about this and it is down here on this twitter news but if the board just sit scenario analysis if the board comes out and rejects the twitter offer dwac will rally on that So just keep that in mind. I'm not saying, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they're going to accept it. If they accept it, it's a whole different animal. But there's a binary event here for DWAC too. And that's what does the board do on this Twitter offer? If they reject it, I think DWAC rallies very quickly on the algorithms probably. (laughs) If If they accept it, DWAC would get hammered. Because all of a sudden, you know, Musk is running Twitter and that's direct competition. So... I think they're going to reject it, which makes me inclined to look at DWAC down here. Not long-term, because I don't. there's nothing there. But just on that headline for a trading event, talking to the traders out there. Keep an eye on DWAC. It will move on that headline of what the board does with this Twitter offer.
0: Interesting, interesting thought.
2: Inversely, it will move.
1: Just yeah. scenario analysis, Dennis. Yeah, well, that's what
2: you do. So I'm sitting there, and I will try to buy. If all of a sudden the board comes out and rejects the Twitter offer i'll I'll try to turn around and have a tr- buy dwac and have a trade off of it but i you need to know with the information we don't know what the board's gonna I wonder do when they're so gonna... it's hard to just strike here because what if they accepted it dwac could get hammered on that so that's just something to think about you know setting up what if scenarios the board rejects i think it's good for dwac
0: I know there are some people out there that have already said they think uh, Twitter will accept. I think Gene Munster tweeted this morning. Dan Ives and Wedbush said he thinks they'll accept. So we clearly Dan know- Ives think we- thinks they're gonna accept this. I think that's what I saw. I'd love so, to see yeah. you. we well, you get Ives. Go get call so, Wedbush. Clearly go. we don't know. We also don't know when this will, will resolve. They say why
1: question. they, they accept it? I mean, maybe because they've done nothing with the company for uh, what eight years. I it's mean, not out of the realm of possibility. They, they have done
0: nothing. It. They haven't done nothing. The they... thing
1: IPOed at forty bucks. Come on, it's at forty nine, and they were out there ahead of everybody. I mean, yeah. Well, it's the, a...
0: the thing that gets me is Twitter had Vine, which is the precursor to TikTok, and they and they killed Vine, and then Man. just a couple years later, a better version of Vine comes out and is like the new hot thing. Um,
2: but whatever. Here's um, a question. Uh, just from the chat there, and while we're staying on the subject, Miss Miss Missy says, "Do you think they wait uh, through the long weekend? Do you think they come out to, like later today? I, or do they I wait till like, after Easter? I don't know. Or or, or do, you, do you do it over the weekend? I don't think they do it over the weekend. I think they're going to do it. Like if they do it, it's going to be later today, like quickly. Or are they going to? um I don't know. You know, I don't think they'll do it over the
1: weekend. I'd say I'd, I'd put the time premium on this one. Like if they don't come out today and reject it. Then I think they're going to, you know, that would be they're considering it more and more. So that I, I,
0: I, I have a thought. Is it possible that they will wait to see what the stock does and let that determine when? They announce whatever they're going.
2: Well, oh, there's could be a possibility that some <laughs> board members are looking at that too, saying, "Hey, our stock's going to tank
1: on this. I don't so really listen, want they to get go out the there and sell there. their stock, and then do it. It, it, it could.
2: It, it, I don't think it. I, 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 I tend to think they're going to reject it. I think the better chances they're going to reject. it, I think the market is pricing in they're going to reject it. Or they wouldn't give you five dollars here. Uh, but there's there's not a z- a zero chance that they accept it. It's non-zero, no, of course. So. Yeah, it's something to think about. It's going to be interesting. So if you're buying or selling it here, all that matters is that board decision right now.
0: Uh, okay, Rock the Cage fifty-five is asking questions, and I was also wondering this myself yesterday because I was looking at, you know, I, I tend, I, I keep an eye on what the best performing and worst performing areas of the market are, um, and if you just filter out energy and uh, materials. Uh, you're basically looking at one group that's outperformed, and that is the defensive, the defense stocks, right? Like Lockheed Martin, right? And and uh, and Northrop Grumman. So, Rock of the Cage is asking, do you think Lockheed Martin will continue to perform, or is it topping out? It seems like volume is waning. Oh man, it's had such
2: a move. Um, you know, obviously this is, you know, the war stocks priced in. I mean, if it escalates, it's escalation, de-escalation trade. We've had just kind of, you know, I wouldn't say it's escalating. I wouldn't say it's de-escalating, just kind of the same. But if we start to escalate, LMT will continue to benefit from that. So, and you got the three. You got LMT, you got NOC, you got General Dynamics. You throw RTX and LA checks in there too. So all five of them, really. I mean, those are, are, you know, right linked to the Ukraine situation. So escalation those stocks go up de-escalation those stocks go down so again binary events here but as no news happens they're just kind of going sideways because they're waiting to see if we're gonna, it's almost like waiting for an event they're waiting to see if this is going to escalate or is it going to be more talks of a ceasefire i i think it probably unfortunately escalates so that makes me want to stay long these things but Nobody knows. We're not Putin's head either. We're not Musk's
1: head. We're not Putin's head. And they seem to be controlling everything right now. (laughs) They seem to be controlling the show. Uh, What's interesting to me here is that um, the old time high was actually made in March for this. I'm just going to talk specific to LMT here when you got the 480 and it's had a nice rally, but it it hasn't got to that level. So, you know, if you're long it, you're waiting that, you know. The other ones I think have broken out the new all time highs. So I'd like to, you know, see try and work its way up to one, uh, 480 and take that out and have another breakout to the upside. And then on the downside, if you, you know, if you don't want to pick a top and, you know, sell it at this 469, 470 area, well, 460 looks like, you know, decent support. Not, you know, there's a couple lows at that area, but at least you would get taken out if, um, on the downward momentum and not trying to pick a top in it.
0: Uh, we'll do a couple more. Actually, no, before we do any more, I, I have a, a a warning to give you all. Well, it's not a warning from me. It's a warning from a company. Uh, Cambium Network, CMBM, which is a semiconductor company, they pre-announced yesterday uh, and they basically said that the lockdowns in China have dramatically reduced their capacity and their revenue for uh, for the, the the quarter that uh, is, is ending here so the quarter that just ended so they pre-announced uh, basically they lowered their uh, their their revenue uh, or they, they said their revenue came in Sixty-two million dollars versus an eighty million dollar estimate, uh, and the change is primarily reflected due to the uh, the the lockdowns in, uh, in in the Shenzhen region uh, in China in the middle of March. And this is a semiconductor play. Uh, I, I would have all semi names on watch here. Uh, this could be the canary in the coal mine. If one of them comes out and pre and pre warns, they all soon may follow. So I wanted to, put Something that to there, think about on, on everyone's radar. Um, And on that note, reflex performance in the chat asked us about Taiwan, semi TSM. Let's pull up that chart right now. Did they oh wait, did they, did they, they the had earnings. Yet? They had earnings. Yeah. Do so we glad. got the numbers? Yeah, we do have the numbers. They're out. Uh Taiwan semi. Oh, it's always funky. Are, are they out? Let me check the PR. Might not be out yet. Might not be out yet. Uh, Annual report? What the? Yeah, their annual report's out. Don't make me go to the page. Don't make me go to the investor site. Ugh, I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) All right, Uh, I don't know what the numbers are. One hundred
1: five. You got to pop to one hundred four fifty. I'm looking at the dailies here. Uh just congestion there at 105 gets above 105, hold stays. You got some room on the upside. Uh prolonged downtrend, not only in this TSM, but um NVIDIA. Uh we didn't get to ask Mark about that one. Inside day yesterday, that's had a huge sell off. AMD under a hundred. The chips I'm, have had a rough. Yeah, time the chips here. are down. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the chips are down. I did sell my Intel on that last rally. When I bought AMD, I sold Intel. Which is the only thing I probably did right. All the sales all right. are right. The all buys are right. The, are the, wrong. the,
0: the uh, TSM EPS beat the sales beat and they uh, I think they raised their dividend as well. Dividend <laughs> raise, so. Chips are tough. Oh no, no, no raise. Sorry, no raise. Um yeah, ch- chips are tough. Uh all right, let's do one more. Let's looking at the chat da, 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 for a name that is off the beaten path. If I can find one. Let's grab one. Let's do. Oh, thank you Miss Whitehorse. We appreciate that super chat. All right, Richard Judge, this is not off the beaten path at all, but since he's on he's been on CNBC all morning, what about Amazon here because they were talking to uh Andy Jassy all morning on, on CNBC. Uh how is that doing? It's quite nice
2: uh, reversal day yesterday. So bounced right off the psychological 3000. Yeah, Makes me want to buy pullbacks on this as a trader. Um not as a long-term investor, but as a trader, I'd buy pullbacks on Amazon. I think.
1: Uh, I think that I'd short it going through three thousand. I wouldn't touch it trying. Well, it's thirty-one
2: hundred. So yeah, if it got down through three thousand, I think there is a play there. But you got a level line in the sand here now. Yep, so, I agree. 20, yep. 20, three lows 20, in the same area. Two nine nine two. Call it three thousand bucks. I mean, it's like how I get back well, to thirty-four hundred.
1: Wow. And now back at three thousand. Well, they got the
2: split coming up too, so that's still a catalyst true, for it in true. the short term. And I mean, Google. Maybe I'm more interested in Google down here. I'm long Google long term. I'm not selling it. Again, my average cost base is two hundred fifty dollars. I'm up a thousand percent, so I'm not selling my Google. Twenty five hundred's been huge on this thing, Joel. So the mega yeah. caps have been holding up.
1: Uh, the key, uh, just real quick, the key for um, Amazon here, if you Amazon bulls, is just to go right back to thirty two hundred. Get back half of that move and hold, and then make a a move up to thirty four hundred. But the the tape, you know, the tape doesn't feel like it it's going to be doing that. Uh, just kind of looking at the market today, but keep an eye on that one. And then the Googster, haven't looked at that in a while uh coming down back to yeah i mean you're you're risking down to 2500 here so okay gents i'll let you finish it up and um uh, that's I'll it i right. mean
0: that was the show we will find out uh if there's any resolution to this twitter elon musk story uh reminder no show tomorrow no market tomorrow everybody take options those.
2: expiration today So just keep that in mind. It's going to be some wicked volatility here at the open. Just quick and balanced look. Mixed. I'm not seeing much here yet. I think a lot of institutions maybe are like, oops, it's an options expiration. I kind of forgot about that one. So this one sneaks up on a lot of people. So expect some interesting opens and expect some serious volatility on the close.
0: Uh, All right. Reminder to everyone to... Do us a favor, smash that like button. Thanks to Mark Chakin Thanks to all of you in our chat. And again, I'll say, just as I said off the top of the show, prices for the uh, Fintwit Trading Summit are going up tomorrow. There is a link in the description. I will put that link up on the screen right now. Uh, there it is. Use that link and the code BZYouTube20. bzyoutube Y O U T U B E 2 0 to get 20% off your ticket. Get, the, get it today before it goes up tomorrow. Uh, we are a month out. I will be there. It's in Vegas. Come hang out. It's going to be amazing. Uh, the 13th and the 14th uh, of May at the Aria Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, right on the strip there. It's going to be fantastic. Check it out. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We're going live to live trading. Ryan Zunaid, Mitch, trading through the open, walking you through their watch lists, talking about whatever you want to talk about, and just just hanging out on, on this Options expiration Thursday. So that's a wrap for our show today. I'll see you guys a little bit later. Good luck at the open, and uh, go make some money.